Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Winners of the East London Challenge Cup soon after their formation in 1885. The old Millwall Rovers are now known to their roaring supporters as the Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Octone Millwall. to the OK Corral. It's a gunfight. I am your Huckleberry tonight. My name is Nick Hart. You listen to our gun the wall. Team's just coming off the pitch. With a shootout. Flash of two unbeaten runs. Fulham coming into it tonight with 21 game unbeaten run the lines of course. Coming to tonight's proceedings of 17 games unbeaten. Full house tonight. Ground is filling up. A warm, balmy summer's evening. Blokes being the puddle after what could possibly go wrong. Next to me is my Doc Holliday. Crazy Hawks. Hello. Lions name the unchanged uh, starting lap now, apart from Tomelia the other week. And I bet um Bowen, I can't think the last time we changed uh, lineup. I think we're going back to Norwich at the start of the year, so that's quite an incredible statement in its own right. Equally as incredible as the Lions rise through the table to reach the playoff sixth position. A win tonight, dear listeners, puts us within touching distance. Tantalising, contentless, sensation is within class. We're up against tough opponents. Let's not minimise the um, scale of tonight's task. By line first, chasing second automatic position. Lions fighting, hungry for the playoffs. Neil Harris of the program tonight in the media in the week has called for a big atmosphere. A real dead atmosphere like the Huddersfield game we had a couple of years ago. It is that big. I got told off on line every day for calling this the biggest game in more history. Hyperbole. I think the stakes of what we potentially could reach with the win tonight. A loss might knock us out of the game in my favourite way as quickly as it's appeared. 
and the, the riches that grease us, the line, the Premier League, all that it means to our club. I think this is the biggest value game, like they might be a bit different, but therefore the biggest game in Mill history. Big talk, let's see what the team can do tonight. They're old accounts ready for it, including online in the week about Neil Harris's scientific approach to the sports, 12 hours of footage and watches of opponents. So one thing we can say for sure is that we'll be well briefed on what Bullham could do tonight. Tonight is of course Jimmy Knight, oh Jimmy Day, Jimmy Knight, Jimmy Mizzen. Um, little speech, nice speech from Barry and Margaret before the start of the game tonight on the pitch. A little bit of um, form chanting from the away supporters. Provoked a howl of um, disapproval from the middle crowd. Just gives it a little bit more spark, like it needed more spark. Unusual sights of the game, ticket touts at South Bermondsey Station. Three quarters of an hour for a kickoff. I'm walking along the Alderton Road and it's packed to sell out night. This is what we've got to come if we progress on from here. Can we do it? Lines in their familiar blue, dark blue shirts, white shorts, blue stockings. Fulham in their traditional white shirts, black shorts, white stockings. They're going to be attacking the um, Cold Glow Lane end and in accordance with the Millwack 1971, the Lions will therefore be attacking the away end in the first half, as is right and proper under English law and the newly appointed Commonwealth head, Prince Charles. That's going to be Fulham to kick us off. Get proceedings going. Sunshine touching the cold glow lane in. Floodlights are on. Flags wafting gently in the warm breeze. And away we go, dear listeners. Fulham, of course, contain three of the PFA's Championship Team of the Year, which is Ryan Fredericks, one of their uh, defenders. Of course, Ryan Sessignon, the man they all talk about. And up front was it Kearney, their captain. Um, the Lions with nobody. Three Wolves players, three Fulham players, and a selection from Sheffield, Bristol. And Middlesbrough, um, I think. Largest forcing uh, Fulham all the way back to their goalkeeper. Inside the first minute, there's Lee Gregory chasing him down. That's straight out of the touch. It takes the pressing game that Milgram inflicts on them tonight. I said Neil Harris should print that sheet off and the Sky TV graphic that doesn't include him. Put it on the dressing room uh, wall for, for extra motivation, like the, the, this team need, of course. I'm sorry if I sound a little bit croaky. I think I caught a touch of the bug. Touch of the sun on that walk for Isla I did the other day with the West Ham boys. This is Morrison on the edge of the penalty area, just trying to take his man on. Early free kick from the slag of a referee. Some online comment about him being a premiership wannabe, a man for drama. Can't remember his name. Which kind of detracts from the boldness of my statement. But early free kick, this is Fulham now with their passing game. Empty seats in the family section, but apart from that, it's a sold out den. One or two seats I can see dotted around the stadium. Some online kerfuffle the other day with uh, seats in the, the lower of the north stand being sold inadvertently. They seem to have um, the kids over there, it must be the youth, youth teams. So it's quite nice, nice idea. There's a bit of online kerfuffle. I think it all got sorted out happily then. There was a happy end to that story, dear listeners. Great tackle there. Jed Wallace releases. This is Wallace. This is uh, Wallace coming down the right side there. Wilson through the middle, if you'll find him, the Bulls takes a deflection, it's gone back to the middle, pulled on the right. Nice early play for the Lions, two and a half minutes. It'll be Ben Marshall with a right-sided corner. Barry's quite open about 
Fantastic early chance of Jake Cooper and haven't shown on the replay. You probably have seen it by the time you get to hear this podcast because it's going to go out tomorrow morning. Free kick for Fulham. Inside the ball. Passing style. They keep saying that over and over until it pours you to rigid. You don't listen to my podcast anymore. Damaging my advertising stream. Great tackle by Morrison on the halfway line there. Unfortunately, uh, Fulham recovered there, put out for a throw in. Fulham back down injured. I think we'll probably see quite a bit of um, breaks in play where they recover from knots and bumps, scratches and bee stings. Steve Nettles will like. And it's just the game down. It's been a manic start, five minutes. Crowd is psyched. Morrison's just put that ball out from. Uh, an injury break I don't know why we don't contest these it must be the modern custom there we don't contest drop balls do we to be fair I thought we had a shot <laughs> in back the old days of contested drop balls there's an old favourite I like this one I've always loved the, the ambition the sheer the attainment we're comparing ourselves with European Cup winners league champions and West Ham fuck them all defensive area almost released and that falls to Williams. Forget all talk of errors there. It's broken off lines. It's Wallace down the right. His ball is, is, is it's the first defender. Seven minutes. Giving Fulham the chance to bring it away. The running on Wallace to try and make good that error there. And he clips his man. Concedes a free kick. Only again you get applauded for conceding a free kick like that. He made a lot of strides to get back and concede that free kick. On the 52. He's rolling around like he's been shot now. On their pressing game, Genesis tonight. That was Shavel putting the ball out on the halfway line for a full and throw off their triangular total run style. Line's hot. The game, they're, they're on their game tonight, I feel. Well, ten minutes in, it's been a hell to skill to start by the Lions. All still on the edge of the full and penalty area. Williams does well to recover. This is Marlon. Now Williams close the ball into his league Gregory. Gets penalised for pushing his hand. Fulham player doing that awful continental waving of the card that I fucking hate. Trying to get him booked. Number four. You slag for. Aspect of the modern game I, I love and despise. It's the uh, influence of continental television, I feel. At the risk of sounding somewhat chauvinistic. Great tackle there by John Shadow. Midfield breaks down to Marlon. Bloody chance here, chance of the free kick given by the referee. At halfway side, the full and half, just left right of centre. 11 half minutes. Hashelson's going forward, Morrison's up there, Saville. Cooper's in there. Marshall's going to take, it's a um, very central position, it's floated in wide, wide left, it's Swarms Cooper, too long, too long. 12 minutes. Kesha Blake there, quickly taken, goal kick. Almost falls to the Lions, and the referee's pulled it up. For his, I think the ball 
it did leave the area, but they say it didn't because it's um, rules. Premier League conspiracy. World League of Lizard people that rule the planet. Great tackle midfield is Jed Wallace now. Breaks in the centre circle. Got Romeo wide right. 13 minutes, 14 minutes. Balls into the box. Will Steve Morrison goes flying in there. Defenders flying. It falls out to Marshall on the left. Ball back into the mix. Ball back to him. Referees disallowed it. Well, there. Didn't see what that was all about. Slag of a referee again. Fulham surviving an onslaught in its opening 20 minutes. That was all about. You'll know more about that from the TV when you get before you hear this podcast, dear listeners. I couldn't see what was wrong with that. Fulham on the attack on the left after that disallowed goal for the Lions. Crowd's still a little bit stunned by it, I think. Ball breaks them on the edge of the penalty and cleared towards Lee Gregory. The fours in, in to, uh, to collect. So that's what the crowd think of him. Both shoved out on the replay, so I can't tell you what was wrong with that goal. Um, and as I say, you'll know more about it by the time you hear this than I do. That's two goal-scoring incidents now inside the first 16 minutes for the Lions. Aidan O'Brien warming up down below us. He's got a bright red colour in the sun. The Irish red has gone. Almost matching his um, orange high-vis jacket he's gone. Free kick for the Lions on the halfway line. Long ball from Asherson towards Cooper. He finds... Oh, he almost falls in front of Gregory there. Just too long. Another full of down injured. See lots and lots and lots of this. That'll help with his recovery. More worryingly, Saddles down on a, in, halfway inside the the, uh, the Fulham half, crushing his, his, his uh, shin. Scoreboard showing the just giving um, site for the Lionesses. Fantastic donations or whatever. Over over twelve thousand pound going for the Lionesses after them going into administration this week. Um, an immediate response from the Millwall family. It's heartening. Um, just giving Mill Lionesses. I'm sure you can find that online on the social media if you want to donate. It's good calls. And talking of good calls, is one. Don't forget Isla Caton. Isla's fight on Twitter. Walk for Isla. She still needs, um, I think, it's something in the region of £100,000 to get to the target she needs to go to the US for the treatment. So I will stick the link on the show notes for this week's show. Savile's back into the action, thankfully. Been a huge loss if it had gone out. Ball out wide left. This is Sessignon, the uh, 17 year old, is so highly rated. Has pulled into the box now from the, the left. That's headed over the bar from close. Looping headed over the bar in 20 minutes. First chance for Fulham. This is um, number two is Ryan Fredericks. I think he played for us uh, for a few years. Ryan Fredericks, did he play for us for a while? For Ryan Fredericks. He's on, on the road loan bar, I think, wasn't he? Also named in the, the uh, team of the, of the year for the championship, Ryan Fredericks. I remember him playing for us, I don't remember an awful lot about him, so um, he's clearly progressed elsewhere. Fantastic work by, Jeff, uh, by Ben Marshall, excuse me. Taking the ball out there just as Fulham were looking to break there. Free's giving another free kick, I really couldn't see what that was for. Little half throw in, but they got a free kick out of it. Referee's uh, free kick fixated as we come towards the halfway point of the first half. Fulham in possession inside the middle half, that halfway 
inside our half. We've got the uh, mashed banks of blue shirts in front of them, daring them to break us down. Ball into the box. This is Sessignon on the left-hand side. Ball across the box. That's cleared. And hoof clear. Chance of Fulham now. Falls to Morrison on the halfway line. Can't Cole get control. He returns possession back to Fulham. 23rd minute of the game. First chance of Fulham. Second chance of Fulham. Comes towards the 25th minute of the game. It's been a um, blistering start by the Lions, but Fulham are now starting to edge their way back into it, as you would expect from a team at uh, third in the table. Lions will count themselves extremely unlucky with that uh, header against the crossbar, and then disallowed goal for what we, we still don't know at this stage. I did an interview with the Fulhamish podcast in the week. Um, I will stick a link for that on the uh, on the show notes for this this week's show, just in case. Uh, well, you might want to compare before and after. I don't know. Um, very different kind of club, Fulham, dear listeners, isn't it? Um, nice blokes. Very different. Very different. They've, uh, the way they were talking about coming to tonight's game was like they were coming to some kind of Disney thing. But breaks for Fulham inside the uh, Mill Pills. That's a shot wide of the right-hand post. There's a little heart-stopping moment there. 27th minute of the game. Yeah, they were talking about um, you know, what the experience of um, coming to them would be like. I don't think they uh, get much of this at Craven Cottage which is a beautiful stadium, Riverside location, suburbia, leafy. Um, and of course our dear little ground is, is none of those things with its incinerator looming over the backside of the stadium. There goes Marshall on the left, 27 minutes. Meredith just inside of him. Ball floats in from Steve Morrison, the goalkeeper. This is right, Paul Smith. Chance on chance for Millwall. 28 minutes, it's still 0-0. That's three goal scares for Fulham to probably one goal scared uh, for, against Millwall. So um, I know it's a scoreline at the end of the day. The Lions are really throwing a kitchen sink at Fulham at this stage in proceedings. 29 minutes. We're just up down the middle end at the moment on 31. Fulham still in possession, just outside our penalty share. They spread it out wide left now. That's another low cross. The face of the goal, for fuck's sake. One touch that would have gone in the net by anyone. As it was, it escapes everybody and runs across the six-yard uh, box. Yeah, it's like we got the George Foreman of the Rumble in the Jungle. Referee doesn't concede a trip on George Savile. How is that not a foul? 32 minutes. Well, it's a tense match, dear listeners. Have you been gnawing away with tension all week? I know I certainly have. It seems to have been always off in the distance. Um, I did the radio show last night on Love Sport Radio. Um, Their listen-back feature's not working at the moment, so you can't listen to it, unfortunately. But as soon as it does reappear, I will let you know. But it's been one of those um, weeks where all you're doing is looking forward to Friday night. Uh, here it is. Um, it's been a, a rip-roaring 33 minutes so far. Nil-nil. Lions dessert should be ahead. But are not at this stage. Marlon unusually loses control on the right. Now he's up against the fullback. Is that Sessignon? I think it is. Dealt with in the event. Ball forward towards Wallace to chase down. I think the defender's going to get in there first. Goes away back to the orange pad. Goalkeeper, what a run down there by Lee Gregory. Marshall, excuse me. Very similar when you get to my time of life, my eyesight. That was what a run down there by Ben Marshall. Marshall touched up by Wallace, he plays it close to Steve Morrison inside the box. Oh, just the over the head of Lee Gregory from the left side. I thought he was going to shoot. 
tried to cross over the head of Mick Gregg, it was just inches over, the, over his forehead, literally over his eyebrows. It's a tight angle for a shot looking at the replay. Goalkeeper had it well covered. Flick header on from Lee Gregory trying to find Steve Merson. That's going to be poofed anywhere by, by the Fulham defence. They've been battered in this half. They will, they will point to the fact they've survived so far. 36 minutes. But they have been they've resisted an onslaught. Fulham once chaired by bad English comedian Tommy Trinder. Slap jawed man, if I recall rightly. Look, younger listeners won't know who I'm talking about, but he had a, a catchphrase of being, You lucky people, you lucky people. Awful comedian. Um, that's going to go from the corner on the left hand side. 37 minutes. Ball's chipped into the middle. Goalkeeper's going. It falls to. <laughs> referee could not wait to blow his whistle. He could not wait to blow his whistle as that ball was chipped into the middle there, dear listeners. And you can hear what the chaps behind me think of that. I'm aware of the dangers of living with us, a very well developed sense of grievance. But that's the, the way of the Mill supporters to live with a sense of, um, you know, psychological, um, you know, sense that the world is against you. What's, what's that word? Um, paranoia. That's the word I'm grasping for. That ball falls now to Sessignon on the, on the left. He's shot into the box. It's still bouncing around inside the Mill penalty area. And it's going to be hoof clear in the event. It's gone for a Mill throwing on the right side. 42 minutes. Fulham will probably close it off on the attack. It balls out wide left there. This is the 21 from the edge of the penalty area. It's hit the crossbar. Shot from outside the penalty area. That's flighted high and hits the crossbar. Skims it. Lions catch a break there. I thought it was going in too. Yeah, it's a nice shot and it hits the crossbar. Skims it like ducks and drakes on a seaside day. Swallows and Amazons. That kind of thing. I don't know about everyone else in the stadium. I feel uh, nervously exhausted after that first half. It's... There's the half-time whistle. Millwall at the break. Lions extremely unlucky not to go in at least with uh, one or two goals. Equal for them, we'll say. They've had chances too. That, that one just not closed the half. And um, opportunity earlier in, in proceedings. So, um, probably a fair scoreline overall, I suppose, Neil, when you look at it in that I, sense. I'm not sure, because they had disallowed goal. Seemed to take, again, well, no, it seemed to take the wind out of their sails, didn't they? And Fulham came back into it. Yeah. They got in. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'd still be hammering and murdering them. But just uh, there was a distinct just, drop in tempo. Just stunned yeah. the stadium, I think, didn't it? Yeah. Um, chance to reform a half time. Mill nil, mill nil, Fulham nil. Achtung, Mehlball. What's that message from Harry? Bent ref, bent line, oh, oh dear, and live on TV, shocking, and proves the FA don't want us in the big league, says Harry. Dan underscore Wall says one chance for Fulham in the 45, but still look dangerous down the right side. How the fuck haven't we scored, asks Dan. BBC London Sports says it hasn't disappointed so far. A big, big second half to come at the Dan, nil-nil, all square. Half-time and one-a-half, say the MSC, Mill Supporters Club. Mill were excellent there and Charles down everything. Really good stuff from the Lions, who deserved the goal for their efforts. Fulham grew more into the game, but apart from the one that hit the bar, they rarely threatened. There was one chance other than that, I remember that ahead of it. Doug Humes uh, says, played well, had the better of it, but it looks like one goal will win this. Doug in Sweden at the moment, watching it on the TV. Ellie says, sold out then with the evening sun still up. This must be earlier on tonight. Not a free seat. Everyone in shorts and polos. Not a soul, not seeing no one likes. That's possibly the loudest I've heard of ground in the UK tonight. Feels like a goal either way is going to result in chaos. It was chaotic. Get trying to get into the ground tonight, Ellie. 
chaotic trying to have a, uh, a pre-match um, comfort break. And I do agree that chaos is on the, on the uh, you know, never far away from the big occasion of Millwall. Dan from Lions TV says, Half-time nil-nil, how the fuck are we not 3-0 up? Completely dominated, unreal shift from the players. Noises are joking here from the fans. Is the Lino sure as well, by the way? Sure. And yeah, it makes sense, Dan, but still, I know what you mean. It's you know, a bit like Bob Dylan lyrics, so it makes no sense, and yet they do. And Macca, Keith Mackay says, whatever else happens in this game, this has been an incredible atmosphere. Everyone shouting, singing, screaming, until they have no voice left. Millwall halfway line says, good display so far. Could easily go either way. Fulham look very classy going forwards, but they do not like it up them. To coin a phrase. Jake Sanders of the... Um, Music then, I think, isn't he? Um, looks like he says he looks like Fulham got away with Savile's disallowed goal. No foul for me on target. On target, that. Everyone's English. Stand up, everybody's English. It's going to pop. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Lions back out on the pitch for the second half, dear listeners. Not anticipating any changes at half-time after that uh, veritable onslaught in the first half. We'll be attacking the cold blow lane into the second half. And as the old Greek mothers used to say in ancient Greece, come back carrying your shield or be on it. This is it, lads. We'll go off to um, Thermopylae or Marathon or... Jason and the Argonauts fighting those skeletons, that kind of thing. Lions kick us off. Cooper's going to punt it forward long early, as is our want. Little flick header on from Gregory, and Fulham will clip. Shot from distance. One deal from Fulham. Archer spills in front of Sessignon. Worst possible start for the second half. Shot from distance. Archer spills in the front of a forward. Tell me if you've heard this story before, dear listeners. All breaks. This is Romeo on the right-hand side. 
Jigs into the area, still in possession, he gives it away, dear listeners. All breaks again, Fulham on the go in on side, this could finish it, he's put it wide. All broke from inside the uh, last third of the pitch. Lake puts it well wide, Joe Hanson according to the screen. Guys, dodge a bullet there, dear listeners, that could have been 2-0 game over. It's a real body blow at the start of the second half after such great work in the first period. But Liza got to pick themselves up, dust themselves down like the song says and make a comeback because there's no other way to go but forwards. Well, we said if they can survive the atmosphere in this stadium, they, they deserve to go up. They've survived it so far by the skin of their teeth and they've got themselves in front. So, big uh, big second half to go now, 50 minutes approaching. All that wide uh, left, this is, this is the three. Sessignon, a goal scorer on the left side of the penalty and now that's almost through the legs of Jude Marge <laughs> he stopped it shot on side really tight angle kept out in the event by Jude Narcher just just you have to see the lines get forward get some of their fighting spirit back again just a little bit on the cut under cost at the moment shot from the edge of the penalty that's 2-0 from the 6 slipped there by Jules Saddle concedes the space Shot from distance, goes into the top left corner, that's 2-0 to Fulham. I think that may be game over. 55th minute. I don't know what they're doing down there to that goal score, but it looks almost sexual from where I'm standing. Fulham taking an eternity to reform after the goal. On the replay, it's a shot from... It's a beautiful goal, I've got to give him credit, it's well taken. A good two minutes of reforming after that goal for Fulham, dear listeners. Why is the game tolerated? I don't know. All over the top. The Flyman's flag is up for offside. Two errors, both goals. Really? I've been harsh on Archer. No, they midfield stood off, didn't they? 58 minutes, still half hour to go, but we're up against it, dear listeners. No no way to... uh, Dress it up in the finest clothes for you, the finest chiffons. Yeah, it's a handball down there, too far away for me to see, dear listeners. You may well see it on your TV screens. Crowd outraged. No, no decision given our way, of course. Tom Elliott looks like he's coming in. The Marshall, strange move. Quite the Marshall's crosses have been critical in recent games, but he's coming out. Tom Elliott's coming in. The 66th minute, roughly halfway through the second half. Myers two behind. And unfortunately, at the moment, not looking like any any uh, glimmer of getting back into this, to be really honest with you. Our chance seems to have gone in that first 45 minutes, but hope springs eternal, doesn't it, dear listeners? Right up your backside. <laughs> 70 minutes. Moore getting a bit out, more walled in the second half by Fulham. Um, Saddle just muscled off the ball there. Nicely dealt with in the event by Marlon Romeo for a uh, throw-in to the Lions, halfway inside their own half. 72 minutes, but we're just getting a little bit pushed around in midfield. Crazy all towards Cahill. Yeah, give the crowd a lift. How he else is? No. Well, they say they go to the score for it. Give it a long throw for Marlon Romeo. Into the box towards Elliot, bounces around, it's hoofed to... Williams on target but taken by the goalkeeper Daisy Cutter 74 minutes 16 to go hard to see a way back from Mill at the moment we do need to change it in some way 
whether that's Cahill, whether that's Fred, I don't know, but we do need to mix it up. Certainly the way we're going, it's not going to work at the moment. I hope those are famous last words, dear listeners. It's been slightly second best in the second half, dear listeners. A um, little ball there from Wallace. First half, that would have found its mark, and as it was, it was intercepted by the Fulham defenders. He's trying to pass it wide left. Romeo coming out. No, Meredith coming out, sorry. Timmy's coming in. Ball breaks to Luke Gregory from the free kick. Draws a free kick just outside the D. But they're five yards short of the D. Central. Sean Williams standing over it. 77 minutes. He floats it. No shot in the end. That's, that's short of Morrison. Not as far for Cahill. And that allows Fulham just to clear it. Disappointing. Long ball forwards over the top. He finds Elliot. He's onside. What can he do? He stumbles and falls over is what he does. Reinforcing my mate behind his view that he's um, dog, dog There you go. Pucking pony. Been a disappointing second half by Mill, in all honesty. As we come towards the 80th minute. I know there's still 10 to go, but the second half we've been very much second best to Fulham. Whereas I'd say the reverse in the first half. Here they come again. This is Sessignon on 83rd minute. That's a inches wide across the face of the, of the goal and put the right hand post we look leggy tired maybe the uh, the, the dream is uh, is running out now but um, great first half I think we threw so much into the first half we had nothing left for the second period story of my life Aiden O'Brien's coming in um, Marlon Romeo coming out Holloway style tactics the last five minutes four minutes there is that Cahill's <laughs> just put down the, uh, the right side of his striker the draw yellow for that good applause for that, 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 that foul <laughs> fair minded applause from the crowd around me for that crowd like that a little bit of argy-bargy over on the far side and I was going on over there a few stewards in front of a bunch of disgruntled Millwall fans, I think. 88 minutes. All breaks now. This is Fulham on the attack. That's three minutes. Game set and match. Uh, 12. Move down the middle. All breaks right. 3 0. That's that, I'm afraid, dear listeners. Yeah, we're going to get space, aren't they? Um, we're two down, not looking in it in the second half. We've conceded space and they've, they've exploited that. 3 0. There's a penalty area buried into the top left-hand corner. Nicely, nicely put away, to be absolutely honest. Can't deny the quality of their goals and the way they're taking their chances. I can't describe what my, my, my colleague, my, my Doc Holiday, alongside me was doing now. I'll be a grass if I described it. And I, won't, I won't grass, this is Millwall. Getting people up. <laughs> he hit pretty quickly. We'll run that to end sometime. We, we threw so much up in the first half. And then they look so Came away with nothing. Yeah. They run on We've been second best in the second half, though. No, we have. We've been outplayed. Yeah. Well, they've been doing what we did in the first half. Yeah. But what they was changing the formation. Don't bring on Elliot. Bring on uh, Fred. Oh, yeah, Elliot's been... Um, you don't play three up front and you've got two big men if you've got no crossing. Well, the, quality, the, 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 the thing that's turned that season has been the quality of the crossing taking a man that was pulled out of the way. So 
There you go. Um, don't always work, does it? And there stands, he's been encouraged by his dad, he's joining in with the same unacceptable behaviour. <laughs> I don't know where he gets it from. I blame the parents. This is Savile with a shot from distance, that's high and wide. Lines have looked pale shadows of themselves in the second half, dear listeners. Compared with that full-blooded um, onslaught in the first Mr. half, I'm afraid. Oh, Adam. Mr. Den's back. Mr. Den's appeared. There's a full-time whistle. More and more and three in the event. Um, great second half by Fulham. Great first half. They've got one wall. Can't take their chances. Great support by the crowd for the whole game. Doesn't entirely knock us out of contention, but it's a big body blow late, late, late in the season. Um, other results can have to play their part now. Um, big thing to the crazy horse to take the stand. There we are. That's the uh, stream of consciousness. We'll be back after the break, dear listeners. It's the Lucas Ball Report. Full time at the den, and from the sound of that, you think it was a middle win, but it's in, it is in fact a 3 0 defeat. Um, I'm not sure what happened at half time, but Millwall came out and didn't get going at all. Poor second half performance, but it's another shot from long range that Jordan Archer should deal with more comfortably. He parries it straight out to Ryan Sessignon in the form he's in. You know, he's been playing left back a lot of this season, that's his 15th league goal of the season so you know the dangers of that down that left hand side for Fulham and Millwall didn't deal with them second half at all um, you know it's still whatever happens as we all know it's been a great season and that's why the fans are still in such good voice but the dangers were there we knew about them and that's why it's so disappointing we know the players can do so much better than that and I'm sure they will in the next two games they'll want to rectify this as quickly as they can and the good news is Derby face Middlesbrough tomorrow so um, at least one of them is going to drop points probably a draw is the best result for Millwall a borough win because Derby have got two games in hand on us Millwall didn't make their first half chances pay and they've come undone in the second half because of it we move on to Middlesbrough next week come on you Lions Well, it's a Saturday morning nightmare, no Sunday morning nightmare this week, dear listeners. This is a follow-up following that cataclysmic game defeat in the event last night, Friday night. Now, I find myself of a Saturday morning over my cup of Alto Rica coffee um, playing with a championship results predictor, of all things. I don't usually indulge myself in these nerdy websites, but here I am indulging myself in the self-same. Um, now, today's um, fixtures, obviously, we need teams to start doing us a favour in the aftermath of that convincing win in the end for Fulham. I don't think anyone can truly ar ar argue with the the end result. 3-0 um, seemed a bit harsh, but um, certainly to concede two goals uh, with errors, as we did, means that you can't expect to win the game. But any road, any road, as my old nan would have said, here I am staring at the championship fixture predictor. Now, the crucial game today, Saturday, is that clash between 
Derby County at home to Middlesbrough at Pride Park or iPro, whatever the place is called now. And I've been playing with variations. Um, none of the other results can really intrude on our sixth position. This one can. Now, I've gone with a 2-1 win for Middlesbrough on this version of my predictor screen, worldfootball.net, if you want to play with it yourself. So a win for Middlesbrough today basically puts them in the top six and keeps us in sixth spot, though Derby have a critical game in hand, which sets us up, obviously, enough for that um, immense visit now next week to... Um, What's their stadium called? It's not called Ayrson Park anymore, is it? Can't think of the name of the Middlesbrough Stadium. I'm befuddled. Anyway, when we go to Ayrson Park, I'm going to pretend they're still there. Um, that sets it up for a, a huge game on the telly next week. 5.30 kickoff, of course. Riverside Stadium has come to me. So a win for the Borough puts them in fifth today. Keeps us in sixth. And then take your pick from Preston, Sheffield and Derby with that one game in hand below us on... 68s and 69s, depending on how the results go. Now, a draw between Borough and Derby today puts us out of the top six. Um, it puts Middlesbrough in fifth and Derby in sixth in that in that scenario. Um, the line's just below the top, the top six in seventh. Now, that obviously, again, sets up a huge match at Riverside Stadium next week against Borough because that would effectively become a playoff for the playoffs. Um, Derby still retaining that one one game in hand, so a draw isn't the worst result. That keeps us as um, certainly contenders going to Middlesbrough next week, um, in with a shot of sixth spot in that in that situation. A Derby win puts them up to fifth with seventy one points today, if they if that's how it turns out. Um, with still that game in hand, as I keep saying, and then again that sets up next week's fixture against Borough as an effective playoff for the playoffs. That um, Keeps Borough in sixth spot in that, in that scenario, but that then becomes the sixth spot that we're playing for next week. So it is still, as far as I can work out, all to play for. So despite the evident disappointment of last night's result, um, the season is not entirely over yet. And yet, um, I must say, I left the den last night with a sense of something having been, um, you know, stopped. We, we've come to a, the, the run has come to a halt. We got well beaten in the second half for me. Uh, first half, we threw the kitchen sink at them and how they survived that opening Barrage up to the, um, the the disallowed goal. Um, I don't think even they would have known. There were other chances either side of that of that highly controversial decision. But there we are, just as we have ridden our luck during that 17-game unbeaten run. And we've got to be honest, we have ridden our luck at times, dear listeners. Um, you know, I'm thinking back to the Brentford game. Um, we've, we've, we've had moments where fortune has smiled upon us. Um, fortune didn't smile upon us last night. Um, but that had to end at some stage. And as Dubai Hoffa sums up brilliantly for me on, on the House of Fun website, he posts, uh, he's, he's proud of what Bomber and the players have achieved this season, and we're still six as, as it stands. We've, we've, we've still, um, you know, wiggle room to, to, to play for that sixth spot and, and get into the playoffs. Um, he makes the point that when you look at what we're up against, uh, last night was a great example. Fulham's scorer was a £20 million striker on loan from Premier League. I don't know which club. Um, They'll probably want him for £20 million if they get promoted. They take off one Chelsea loan player and replace him with another Chelsea loan player. And their centre-back is a Belgian international. 
and they had three years of parachute payments up until the start of the season. All of which does sum up the miracle of the run that we've had so far because we can't compete with any of those resources and yet look at the, the, the intensity of that first half. We came out all guns blazing as, as everyone would have expected us to and we certainly delivered in that opening period. Um, Jake Cooper hitting the crossbar, disallowed goal, and there was a couple of other chances after that where, where you know, on a different day, the, goal, the, the ball would have entered the net and, and it would have looked like a you know, two or three lead at half-time. And no one would have been raving about Fulham at the end of that. But there we are. The, the ball did enter the, our net via a mistake from Jordan Nigel. You're going to be harsh. It was a mistake. He spilled the ball in, in the um, path of Ryan Sessignon, the 17-year-old wonder kid that everyone's raving about. I can see why they're raving. He took that chance well in a situation where men are found and some are found wanting in the den. He wasn't found wanting last night and I take my hat off to that kid. Uh, Phil Parry, the BBC London reporter after the game, suggested he should travel to the World Cup. And why not? Um, he looks good enough. Um, he looks as good as Theo Walcott, who did travel. I think was it, was it, was it to the... Um, the 2006 World Cup, or was it the earlier one, 2002? I can't remember now. My mind is is, is going. Um, he looks as good as he did at that age. I thought he took his chance well last night, and he was always a threat coming down our wings. So, yeah, Ryan setting you're the hype. Um, I wondered whether the hype was real. It's real. The, 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 the kid is the real thing. Um, well played to Fulham. Um, they'll struggle to keep hold of him or with a prospect like that, if they get promoted to the Premier League, they may retain his services. Um, probably from his developmental point of view, that's the right place to be for him. Um, but other teams will be interested, rightly so. Bizarre referee self-assessment reported by News at Den. Andre Mariner, uh, it's a Ponty name to start off with. Andre Mariner with a double R. Well, the double R seems rather um, self-indulgent. Anyway, the referee Andre Mariner, um, sounds like a new romantic singer or something. He reckoned he had an excellent first half in inverted commas, and I think Neil Harris was um, slightly gobsmacked to hear that self-assessment. Speaking to News at Den, um, talking about the the referee, he says, I, I thought he did very well for the away team in the first half. Nice assessment. I've not seen the goal back, and neither have I, Neil. I haven't looked at it since. Uh, Jed goes over the top of the defender. Is it a foul as a defender? I probably want a foul, but as an attacking team, you don't want the foul. It's probably a 50-50 call. I think it was a night, in all honesty, dear listeners, where 50-50 calls were not going to go our way. We are very much the um, the unwashed intruder at the dinner table of the uh, of the elite. And um, I know that sometimes it sounds a little bit paranoid. I, I've said a couple of times in the stream of consciousness about the International Lizard League that runs the world. But, you know, trying to keep us out of the Premier League, I do think there's a real desire that we don't get there. So 50-50 calls were never going to go our way, and that one certainly didn't. Um, Neil uh, says that he thought we had a lot of protection, gave a lot of protection for Fulham in the first half. Um, and he says he, he had this excellent first half. Open quotes, Neil says. Open quotes. He was excellent. Close quotes. I do like this bit. This is honesty. We didn't get beaten, says Neil, because of the referee. We got beaten because they scored three goals and we didn't. I have to refer the honourable honourable member to my my um, presentation on paranoid presentation on on conspiracies. Uh, the standing ovation at the end of the whistle was was appreciated by the manager and by the players. Achtung, Mailball. 
player ratings, we have to tackle the Jordan Archer question, dear listeners, don't we? Um, a low 3.8 is being awarded by the readers of News at Den, um, which is harsh, but I think probably fair. Harry, as, as on, on Twitter, Harry Warren, my show co-host on Love Sport, has been um, posting how many points Jordan Archer has cost us with long-range shots this season. I think it was Jake Sanders, journalist Jake, posts that of the 13 goals of the 40-odd that we've conceded, they've come from out, shots outside the area. And others, I think it's Oto MFC on the House of Fun, posts that shots from outside the penalty area within reason should be bread and butter for a goalkeeper at this level. Um, and the hurtful thing from... Jordan Archer's point of view is that's all true. Um, that was an error for me, spilling the ball into the path of the 17-year-old prodigy um, for the opening goal took the stuffing out of us. We, we, we've come out um, after an, an amazing first half. Now we've not led at the, at the half-time break is beyond me. Uh, there's always going to be a lull after the half-time break. It needs to rebuild, and it would have done if we'd have stayed at nil-nil, attacking the cold blow lane end in the second half. But to concede so cold, so early, gave the initiative to Fulham. We were always going to struggle after that opening goal was always going to be critical. And for it to come from an unforced error, decent shot, but on target. But he should have he should have um, taken it or, or, or batted it away, put it behind for a corner, anything. Anything but put it into the path of the striker who buried it very well, let's be honest. The second goal, again, came from um, an error. George Savile slipped. Poor game from Savile, by his standards. 5.4 on the news at Den. Um, but that gave the space for the striker to shoot from distance. Um, I didn't think Archer did so bad, you know, having seen some of the um, images. I've not seen the actual goal itself. He, he got himself caught into a strange twisting position, trying to reach across with his, his left hand to punch away a, a right-sided shot. Um, could have done better. Got his hand to it. Probably could have done better if he'd raised his right hand. But... Uh, there we are. Defensively, um, difficult game last night, wasn't it? Um, it? It was a strange game of two halves. We threw everything at them in the first half. They survived that onslaught. Second half, we were second best by some distance. Jake Cooper, 6.1. On News at Den, Sean Hutchinson, 6. Meredith, 5.9. Marlon, 6.8. Um, Starman on, on the News at Den. Probably a fair... I mean, it, it, after that intense bombardment in the first half, there were no real standouts for me in the second half, but Marlon, I, I won't argue with that assessment. Marshall was, was taken off on the 66th minute by Neil Harris. A mistake for me. Um, so, mistakes for Neil Harris. Two last night, 6.1. Savile, 5.4 with Manchin. Jed wasn't really in the game at 5 points. Four of the news at Den at the moment. Sean Williams again, same as 5.9. And Gregory and Morrison were not at their best up front, especially in that second half. 5.4 for Lee. 4.9, which seems harsh for Morrison, but he was marked out of the game. On Twitter, Dean Grace says, we lost our way. Archer was poor, just like Morrow. We didn't give Marshall the ball enough and for some reason took him off. Big learning curve for nil. It didn't work tonight, says Dean. I, I think that's probably a fair assessment, Dean. Uh, Tony Monday says Savile gave McDonald, the uh, the goal scorer, a free pass to have a shot. He did the same at Leeds too. Um, individual error there from George Savile. You will get punished at this level for individual errors. I'm sure the team know that. Dan Lines TV, um, nil free. Not a bad words for Dan. 
to say about that team. A phenomenal effort from the Lions. Tempo, intensity and effort we played within the first half was outrageous. Uh, it's been, and this is a, a fair point. It's been a season we could only ever have dreamed of. And it's still not over yet. Everything's on now on the line at Middlesbrough. Thanks for giving us our club back. And I think I, I second that emotion, Dan. Alex Reed, great effort from Mill FC tonight. First half was a fantastic battle, but the second showed why Fulham FC are going for second place. Better team won, and we're still well in the mix, says Alex. And finally, Bermondsey boy, uh, the inimitable Bermondsey boy, says he'll take this one on the chin. Beaten by the better team tonight. All things have to come to an end, not the end of the world. Two games to go, and we are still in the mix. Make you right, Bermondsey boy, we are still in the mix. Um, the fact that we are still, you know, we still have interest in the season at all, let alone with one, you know, two games to go, one more after Middlesbrough, is in itself a minor miracle. Big thank you to this team and squad for what they've done to restore our pride in our club. And, you know, everything now rides on Middlesbrough. But in any event, whatever becomes of us, it's been wonderful to be a Millwall fan this season. Not sure if I'm going to do a, a show next week. The game's on the telly. I can't make it up to Middlesbrough for uh, because the, the kick-off change. I, t- I had tickets originally. Can't go now. So I'm going to watch it on the telly. Not sure we'll do a podcast next week. We will be on the Love Sport Radio. 9 o'clock on Friday night, Harry and myself, they listen back facilities not working at the moment, so um, have some patience on that front, but we'll be live on air at 9 o'clock Friday night on lovesportradio.com. Um, otherwise, I will probably hold off on Akdung Millwall till after the Aston Villa game on the final Sunday of the season. Who knows where this is going to go? I still think there's some twists and some turns in this season, dear listeners, so let's not be downhearted. Chin up. Arrivederci, Millwall. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. I'll see you at the wall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.